0: Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room,
1: the number one Cardiff City podcast, brought to you by Wales Online.
2: Hello and welcome to Blakey's Bootroom, the Cardiff City Podcast from Wales Online. We've got an action-packed show for you today. Uh, I'm Dominic Booth, of course, joined, as always, by Nathan Blake and Paul Abandonato. How are you?
0: I can't believe you caved.
2: I, well, I, I, was told to, I was told to say it'd be an action-packed show, so it better be an action-packed show. It's now. always
0: an action-packed show, Dominic.
2: Uh, Paul, nice to have you here. Lovely to be here, as always. Very naturally. healthy, all your various fruits in the uh, studio today. So, obviously, we're going to talk about Cardiff's big win over Bournemouth, the massive occasion, the emotions that were there. We're going to talk about the stories surrounding Neil Warnock uh, and his future and what that may hold. And we're also going to look ahead to what is a pretty massive game against Southampton this weekend, Nathan. Um, and,
1: and 45. Blakey and is going to try and
2: do a little bit better than he did last week at the 45 predictions. This so. gives
1: you a chance to win £25,000.
2: Nathan's not going to be winning it at, the, at this rate. Not that he's allowed to win. I'm
0: just wondering who's hosting because Paul's just stealing the thunder there. <laughs> yeah. Paul's just leading the line. He's like a strength forward. I've got
2: to try and hold the picket line. Yeah. There, yeah. You have, man. You've
0: got to be like that of half to come through him. It yeah. just, yeah. just nails him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Put him put down. in my zone. Don't let him take it away
2: from you, though. What about their Bournemouth game then, Nathan? 2-0 win. Mm-hmm. Um, Aside from the emotion, which we'll probably get on to, what did you think of the, the actual performance? Bobby Reed obviously stepping up with two massive goals.
0: Yeah, I thought I thought they'd done well. Uh, all things considered, I thought they'd done extremely well, to be honest with you. Um, I thought the performance was, was, was very good. Um, possession of the ball, not great, but I don't think that's going to change under Warnock. I don't think they're a team that wants to keep possession of the ball. Um, but I thought Reed, Reed especially uh, he had missed a couple of chances the week before um, and we said in the Premier League you have to take that but at the same time if you're not playing week in week out as a striker it, it is difficult or as any player to come in and then go out for five, six games then come in so I felt like him having that second game that run um, was really important and and what was what we've all agreed is uh, the last game that Reid played, um, I think they won also, Cardiff, uh, when he played in that sort of 10 position. Yeah, they've done well within that position, yeah, certainly. Because he, because he worked so hard defensively, uh, I think that was evident from the very first game he played in that position. He's not uh, an out-and-out. Out. He's not a number 10. Uh, he's not a number 9, but he's not a number 8 but he can do all three if you like. And he can do all three very well. So I thought the um and he's so energetic and he's quick. He's got a great touch. You know, I just think I you know, if you're if you Cardiff City, um as good as uh Kamarasa is in that position, you know, um I think, you know, defensively mm-hmm. I think Bobby's far more important than than Victor. Uh, and he okay, Victor's he's a beautiful footballer to watch. But Bobby's a very nice footballer to watch as well. He's very pleasing on the eye. So, you know, it it, it it I think what's developed there is is, is a is a minor problem Some nice for Neil Warner. To yeah, a nice problem for Neil Warner because um I think what it, what 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 Bobby done was is show his quality on the ball also. It's the first time I felt he looked like super confident, and
2: uh, he was dropping know, the shoulder. The, yeah, year, and he, he did one lovely
0: turn on. Like it was like it was a bouncing ball. He done like a Croy turn and just kept it, played it in midfield. I just thought um, all round great performance by the lads. All things considered.
2: And before we get onto the ins and outs of selection, which obviously I think the the Reed performance and the return of Arta and Camarasa will bring up. We'll talk about that later, Paul. The occasion in itself, the emotion. Um, from everyone, really, Neil Warnock, the fans, the players—it it really did feel like a club coming together after after some really tragic news.
1: Yeah, I think I think the way I said last week, I think I think the way the club executive have handled this whole affair has has been, you know, exemplary. They've handled it with tact and dignity, and yeah, the fans are proud to be part of that club. Not that they aren't anyway. um I thought it was quite subdued up to kick off but, but then as per normal Blakey, once that whistle goes, the fans really behind that team and it's almost like it's a bit of a cliche to say this, but it's almost like there's a there's a force. I mean Bournemouth had eighty eight no, sorry, seventy eight percent possession in that first half, Blakey, but mm. they only really once looked like score and it's almost like there was a force that demanded Cardiff won
2: that game. Mm. Um Neil walk said that didn't he he said the crowd wouldn't let us be beaten I, I think, think the fact he
1: that, that he burst into tears himself or he was not burst into tears exaggeration, yeah, but it was he, a was, a he was a he was, a he was a tearful himself and, and he opened, admitted the emotions just got on top of him at the end um, and for the last it seems like for the last 10 minutes I don't think it was quite that long but the fans what 2-0 up behind the goal in the canton and then it reverberated around the ground as well the fans just sang the Salah yeah. chant you know non-stop And my son, who's at university, big Cardiff City fan, was watching it on TV, and he said to me, did you record the game, Dad? And I said, no, I didn't. He said, you should have done. At the end there, it was absolutely sensational. Um, He said, you know, watching on TV from afar, and I appreciate it's in his heart as a Cardiff fan, obviously, right? But he said that... um, normally you know the game's over do a bit of summary and then they cut to the adverts but they kept this going because Mm. of that chant and the emotion it was was amazing mate and
0: and, and, you know i was in studio listening It, it was it was amazing yeah it really is and uh you know every every club thinks their fans are the greatest or the best or whatever but you know, I, I've always said it. You have to go a long way to be Cardiff fans. So, and I've played at some fantastic clubs. You know, Bolton fans, special fans. Sheffield United fans, real special fans. You know, um,
2: well not every club has such a
0: fans really special, but such you know, a
2: thing, something to deal with, some, such a tragedy, such yeah, a yeah.
0: But it, and, and there's a, there's a way of dealing with it. Yeah, you know exactly. What you mean? So like Paul said, the subdued atmosphere before the game was almost like a mark of respect. We know what's yeah. coming. It's not nice, you know. We, it's 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 a difficult situation, difficult to get over. Once the whistle goes right, we're going to demand our team win today because we want them to win for a specific reason. I think that's where that you know we won't be beaten today comes in. And then you know once the game was won, to continue with the chanting and the singing of Emilio's name. It, it was it's just special it just makes it a special occasion and uh they should be applauded for that
1: see we're in the ground and you know you, we could t- we're, we're busy on deadline at the time Dom right but you're just aware of this non-stop chant in the canton end and then the fans in the grandstand clapping and so on but to hear that that also Went into TV so living rooms up mm. and down the country because the game was on nationwide TV. Mm. You know, it's really rewarding to hear that atmosphere did come across loud and clear. Mm.
2: And the way Warnock obviously reacted at the end, the cameras focused on him. He's he's I guess a symbol for for the club dealing with a, with a difficult situation and and the, what he was saying beforehand I thought was significant of let's get back on it, let's get back to football, but with Emiliano. Uh, in mind, and he said something about let's let's move mountains now because we've still got this miracle to prove and staying in the Premier League, Blakey, almost now it's the task that they have to they have achieve. to go on and achieve. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They have to achieve that now. Um,
1: See what the game did for me, Nath. Is it it gave me renewed belief. I think you could tell after Arsenal on the podcast last week, I was <laughs> quite I was quite demoralised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I felt that despite Dom saying it was a good performance, the fact is Cardiff lost. But it was ri- a good performance. Their rivals all won, and suddenly that gap cut in the bottom three. That gap, you know, on the back of the Newcastle Did performance, go to four points to the, the gap. The gap opened up. Fulham closed it to mm-hmm, two. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. And I just thought, without Salah's goals, Cardiff would struggle to score goals. They struggle to win, you know. And then I don't know. It's like that performance and that atmosphere is just reinvigorated me reinvigorated yeah, rejuvenated yeah. whatever you want to call yeah. it it's given me renewed belief and optimism yeah. on on the pitch you know Niasa right from the word go I think he offered more encouragement than anyone even more than Bobby Reed. because I don't doubt Bobby Reed's talent right but Niasa was quick running in behind we haven't seen that from Cardiff center forward all season, mate. Yeah, you know, yeah. and suddenly you think, Do you know what? There's a cutting edge to this team that's been lacking all season. Well, it, it's
0: it's it's what we've identified, Paul. We've said on this show many times: Cardiff can't have a standstill target man. Yeah, it, it just it, it can't happen. Why? Because you don't keep possession of the ball. So when you when you go to counter attack, if your first pass isn't spot on to that striker who then has to hold off two centre-backs and a midfielder, which is very doubtful. The ball just comes, keeps coming back. What has to happen is the ball, you have to play over the press and over the back line. So you have, need a striker who can open and stretch his legs and stretch that team in order for you as a back line to get all the way up to the halfway line. And what Neaston was exactly that. He not only held the ball up when he played into him, same as Reid, but they stretched the game. You've got, you've got to have yeah. it it's essential yeah. if you don't have it especially the way Cardiff play if you don't do that you'll get beat nine times out of ten there'll be odd games you'll win but you'll get beat nine times out of ten if, if your midfield man is not going to stretch your team if you don't have like a number ten or two wide men who's going to stretch your team your centre forward has to stretch your team but basically your front line if you're going to sit in the middle of the table win some lose some draw some You've got to have a front line that's capable of doing all three. Holding up the ball, playing through midfield and stretching the opposition's defence. I, so I, 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 I thought he almost liberated Callum Patterson as well who had a
1: deeper role and he looked more effective to me. And I think, I know you've batted on about the need to keep possession because otherwise the ball does keep coming back at you. I know there were heart attack moments a couple of times but I thought the way that Bamba and Manga... Kept the ball better at centre half as well. Mm. was magnificent. I thought that was significant in that game. I mm. think the, the key
2: aspect of Cardiff oh, yeah. Cardiff improving and Cardiff, like you say, Blakey, stretching teams and offering more of a threat on the attack mm. is those transitions. You, you might say, when the ball, they clear the ball, having been in a defensive situation.
0: Well, they panic they, clear they, often. They, yeah, and then it comes back at them every yeah, time. And you can't help it. Yeah. When you see like 70% possession, you know, when the team's got like. 78 it was 78%. almost 80% possession when, when, and you'll probably find that it, it probably varies between 65 and 80% possession almost every game so when that's happening in a game and you're feeling some games you'll feel tired some games you'll feel fresh some things you'll feel in between but when that's happening you're not able to get out you, you you don't you're not panicking you're just smashing it away your first thought is clear the danger so you clear it now they've got possibly a back four, yeah, against your one. Yeah, the chances, are, like I say, the chances of you you're not passing the ball to the centre half, centre forward, you're clearing your line, so it, it goes anywhere. So the chances are, law of averages says it's probably going to drop to the opposition, and if it drops to your centre half, centre forward, the centre halves are intelligent enough at this level to know, just put some pressure on him, bump him put a foot in and if he doesn't control it right it bobbles off and Someone I'm in the field picks it up it, yeah. right so then you're back to square one you're back to everybody in shape defending deep blah, blah 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 and that's what we said Dom a few weeks ago what Cardiff have to master is that right
2: someone's getting a foothold in the, it, box,
0: the ball breaks down from the opposition Cardiff have possession two three passes and out yeah so you need two runners who are going to be stretching the game for if you, for your final pass but you also need two or three players who are clever enough to just play those little five yard triangle passes for them to get the ball out rather than think right just get it away they've they, they got to almost put their foot on it right I'll give it to Paul Paul drops it back to Dom then Dom sees Murphy stretching down the left hand side or Nias stretching down the right hand side so the ball is played because he's peeled off and he's been left 2v1 or something like that.
2: And, and the beauty of the of the Bournemouth game was that it looked like an attacking team from Warnock with a sort of four attacking players really and only two sitting midfielders. Mm. But I think all four of those, nias Murphy, Reed, and Patterson, all worked back defensively, all, all worked willingly, even when they weren't going to get the ball and was running the channel. Yeah. Murphy came back and took Klein out of the game in a way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Cardiff have played games this season where they've only had possibly one attacking option when it came back their way but here they had four mm. but four people who were willing to do the defensive bit as well
0: yeah yeah which is huge
2: what happens now then Blakey to Arta and Kamarasa who didn't play in this game but yeah we're talking here as, as if Cardiff have stumbled upon a winning formula do they change it do they try and get those players I back don't, into the
0: team I, I don't think you say they've stumbled on a winning formula unless they went like three or four five games winning or unbeaten I think I think what's happened is probably since Warlock's been here he's always tinkered with the team Mm. you know it will change it will you know but you're going away to Southampton I think next Um, do you go with that that structure do you go with that solid midfield with a solid back line and and read. Uh, Reading, yeah, seeing that they have to play. Yeah, well I would I would say that. You would say that. Yeah. Probably Paul would say that. But you might come up with a different strategy. It depends on what the weaknesses of your opponent are. You know, I, I when we played him at home, the big centre half with the ball round his head, I forget his name. Um he had a mistake in him.
2: Is it Vestergaard was yeah,
0: it? Yeah, he has he has a mistake in him. He's playing better now under the new manager, but he still has a mistake in him. So I would say you want the likes of Reid round him you want the likes of Niasran you want those quicker players which those tall lanky players have problems with turning and running behind you so those two would be ideal but you might come up with a different
2: plan like we said good problems to have especially after um, a transfer window which obviously had its difficulties Paul it's good now that Warnock seems to have 16, 17 potential first team players that he can choose from
1: he does but there are still issues with the couple of the starting 11
2: where's your issue well you're yeah. going to say Joe rails, but I actually think he's been very good in the last couple not don't
0: don't, don't <laughs> attack the Riles on this programme don't. I, well, I'm just going to see
1: what Paul says okay well he has played well but follow you know?
0: um
2: I'm going to clip I, that a little I bit I think
0: what Paul is like, uh, can I try and guess your brain yeah I think what he's saying is if you're looking at uh, the starting lineup: uh, Peltier, Manga, Bamba, Bennett, right? I think what Paul's saying is if you're going to go to that next level, you'd say, as we've said before, as much as I love Peltz, I always say it. I would, I, I like him, right? I really like Peltz. And I would just say, OK, I want an, a more attacking left-back man. I would put the emphasis on Bennett to get forward more because I think he can. Mm. I think he's very good at it when he does, and I think he's been playing really well. By the way, Joe Bennett, I think that that shouldn't be overlooked. But I would say, right, if Bennett gets forward, you three became become a three. So Bam, you slot over to the left. Bruno, you sit central, and Pelts, you sit right. And I would I would be looking to transition that my system in the game. And that's Patterson becomes the,
2: a right wing back potentially because he can do that. Well, that role.
0: Well, well, Patterson becomes you, you. You go up and join in. You become a. You become a right winger. Up you become down. a centre midfielder. You become a box. to box player. You become. You know that's where a bit of rotation comes into your squad, where the ability of the back three to just shift over ten yards and step up ten yards would allow then someone like Bennett. Give him license, right? I need you to get forward more. At every opportunity, you you get forward, you get around Murphy, you you underlap him, you get inside him, and you create, you know, problems. And you give Riles another option instead of just sliding the ball. to read, he, he gives it to you. So, I think uh, I think I'm guessing that that's where Paul's going to go with this Paul's
2: saying that there's a couple of weaker links. Am I right?
0: Would you say? Am I right? <laughs> get in
2: there. <laughs> go on, then, Paul. Well, no, I think he's you know.
1: Blakey's the expert not me I I think that Nyasa and Reed need game time yeah um, it's almost like Cardiff now have to gamble on those two for the rest of the season I think they'll get sharper the more you know they need to Reed's, develop an understanding Reed's, Reed's not had a regular run let's be
2: honest yeah um, but he's more than he's more than earned, earned it now hasn't he so
1: I think they need game time but I don't see how you don't Play Arthur and Camarasa in Cardiff's best starting eleven.
2: Well, do you replace Ralls and Gunnison
1: with them then? Well, I don't see how you leave Gunnison out of Cardiff's best starting eleven either.
2: Do you play Camarasa on the right then? Well, these they, are all just questions I'm, I'm firing at Kamarasa, you. Camarasa,
1: Camarasa is better in the centre, so they they are dilemmas for the manager.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, it may. I'm not. Can Camarasa really play in a two? You know? He's
2: not had his best games in that
0: position. Um, He's had his best games with two so defensive does it, does people behind. Does it become
1: Camarasa or Reed?
0: How do you leave Reed? See what I mean? There's well, you, you can, Paul. You can go. You can go instead of going like I've just said. You could go to a back three, right? Let's yeah. just say, for argument's sake, you take Bennett out, right? Yeah. You're not going, to, but take Bennett out, and you had that back three of of Peltier, Manga, and Bamba, yeah. right? And then you keep the normal midfielder that you had. Uh, in Gunnison, Raols in the centre, uh, Murphy and Patterson left and right, yeah. right, and then you go with a two, right? Two tens. So you go with a uh, you go with a a, a Bobby Reed yeah. and a Kamarasa into a striker of Nias. So you you can fit them in, but you can fit in your, your problem is Raols and Arda.
2: You can right? have one of them.
0: You can have one or the other you know, I think, but you can play with two, but then you have to switch to a back three with a four, but the beauty of that four would be is that you then say to Gunnison, Rowles and Patterson, you're more my defensive, so you, I'm not looking for you to get forward now, why? Because you've got two tens ahead of you, you've got a strike ahead of you, you've got Murphy who will join in ahead of you, so you three you just you just keep trying to keep a good shape in front of the back three, and you're you're working and you're identifying problems, fixing them, blah 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 blah. Get the ball, you pass it into one of the tens or over to switch it over to a Murphy. So it can be done, it can be done, no problem. But this is gonna you're not sub- going to get you're not going to get. I don't think you're going to get at Camarasa, Nias, and Reid in one team. I, I don't think you can do that. I think you're going to have to. You get three of them. But even my magic can't work for a team teammate. So who who misses out of those four? Uh, who would, in my opinion, who would miss out? Um, you've got a, It's a toss of the coin between Rawls and Arta. For me. Or
1: well, well, Arta Arta plays out of every
2: every day of the week for me. <coughs> okay. Um, this is gonna surprise a few people, but I, I genuinely think that Camarasa should stay on the bench for. Uh, Southampton because of how Reed plays a number ten role. I think
0: maybe you're right, Dom. Away from home, I would probably agree with that. I think I think as much as Victor's going forward is a delight to watch. I would say you know we've identified that he is weak defensively, and that causes Cardiff a problem often, especially when he played in a two, and sometimes even in a three. We've seen that at um, Watford. You know, in a three, even he he, he was you know lost his lost his position a few times. Was two ahead of the other two midfield boys, which which goes. What, what
1: about this? then? what about <laughs> what about? <laughs>
2: We've got our tactics flip chart now. We should go back
1: to a a um, not a triangle three, but um, you have a midfield three that plays narrow of Camarasa, mm-hmm. Gunnarsson, and Arta. Kamarasa, Gunnarsson That's been
2: that. ma- mainly the first choice three for the yeah, season. Yeah. But,
1: yeah, but but as a three in a line, if you see what I mean. Are you go yeah. back four or back three. Back four. Back four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you have Patterson as right back. In right.
2: the in the back four. In
1: the back four, you have Patterson as right back, covered by that midfield, covered by Camarasa, and then you have. Murphy
0: on the left. But why would you put Patterson in a position instead of Peltier if, admittedly, everyone says Patterson's not a great defender? Because I think you've got to get Patterson in the team. Well, not as a defender, you haven't. And you have Reid behind Niasse. You haven't answered my question. You are not as a defender, you haven't. No,
1: he, is is right, right back. he is a right-back. He was a right-back. Yeah, when but he we were all LA saying, thing.
0: everyone has said from day one, Neil even Sol has said. come on the show, yeah. <laughs> Neil has said it, and, and, and Callum has practically admitted it. Right-back is not my strongest position so if that's the case you're weakening your own team by changing Patterson for Peltier Peltier I would say right I would I would say Pelt's okay I'm not expecting you to get forward and play but, yeah. but I'm expecting you to do what you do best and that's go and take people out assassin man
2: the boys are an assassin we've been critical of Patterson in his role as a striker on this podcast but I think in the last couple of no, games no, no. On, the, on the right he's not, been
0: great not, not, not critical of him you know he's not a striker no that was all, my only point no we, we've we had, his... had
2: people we had the
0: one guy remember he's writing in saying oh, what do you think now when he scores the fourth <laughs> goal <laughs> I was like it doesn't change my opinion Callum's not a striker Callum can play many positions really well but he's not a striker. If you look at his movement, he's not a striker. Look, I think for the first time this season, and it probably is the first time, there are genuine, and I emphasise
1: that word, genuine options now for Neil Waller can not there? There, mm, is a di- there is a dilemma. Even yeah?
0: your boy came into the into the in the mix. Came... Do you
1: know what? And I think that he... Well, let's that's that's just not, hold on. on here, <laughs> and, and looks really sharp as well, Blakey. That might have to be Zahor's role now, coming on as, a, as an pass sub
0: in the he's last 20 He's lucky to minutes. get that role. Role. I tell you that now anyway, he's lucky to get that role he has role. got that role so um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, we haven't come up with any answers but I think that's the beauty of this podcast is that sometimes we don't you know yeah. Nathan
1: yeah I think are, I think from Neil Warnock's point of view I'm not sure he will tinker that much I think that was such a you know they, they won the game 2-0 he might
2: Warnock well, tinkers but he doesn't hmm. often tinker with winning now, Callum, Callum. he's not going to leave Pat's Callum
0: office, in front so. of Peltier Fine. Yeah, I think he's gonna stick right? with Right, because you've got because Peltz is a defender. Yeah, I think and, he is. and Neil knows that. The I'm issue... not gonna I don't have to worry about Peltz getting around Callum. But Callum gonna run all day so he can get up and down and inside out. So I know I've got a, a, a real workaholic in front of Peltz. Yeah. So I can say to Pouts. just sit. Sit along, sorry, Bruno. Yeah. Do what you're doing. Ben, if you get forward then just shuffle over ten yards and become a three and you know, it's, it's it's what changes do i think he will
1: make Dom? which is a slightly different thing yeah let's finish this section I on think, that i think i think it's possible that he will he will pick hoylett tackle <laughs> Hoylet or mendes Langerhead ahead of murphy because he does change those wide players quite regularly it's a good
2: carry on
1: well no that's, that's no, certainly I, something he will consider i would consider. Agree with that if he did it um, and i think will he would he pick Arthur ahead of Rousey he loves Joe Rouse but obviously he loves Harry Arter I think, I think he'll probably pick Harry Arter i
2: have to say it should be an interesting no, one I don't
0: know I just want to know what you meant what? when you said you disagree with that I don't, think that, I don't think that he um, thinks Murphy should play I
2: think Murphy has got to play and showed in the last game why Cardiff fans have been excited about him he's had a bit of a bad patch but I think he's come back that was a return to form for me uh, for Murphy. I thought he did really well I'll against Nathaniel
1: Klein. mendez Lang was damn effective in his last game, Tom. Mm.
2: I think mendez Lang. It's either mendez Lang or Patterson ahead of Peltier for me on the right. I, I think you just choose between oh, I, what
0: I would love to. I would love to see. Um, I think. I think you're right there. I think the work. I think you've got to have that right side of midfielder. If you're not gonna get the right back who's an overlapping forward, you've got to have someone in front who can basically run up and down all day, all day, all day, you know.
2: Those two got the engine for that haven't they and Mendes Lang certainly got the speed for it. Um, Well let's take a short break then, that was a good little selection debate Uh, and then we'll discuss more of the big issues.
0: Subscribe to The
1: Bootroom on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk
2: So before, Nathan, we go on to the Southampton game and the relegation mix, which is mm. an interesting topic in itself. Um, Paul, maybe I should start with you on, on this s- section anyway. Neil Warnock. the There was a story in the Sun earlier this week suggesting that Warnock may be ready to quit, having allegedly told uh, Cardiff officials that the Salah situation and everything else was taking its toll. You and I have made some calls uh, we now believe that not to be the case.
1: Didn't you have something like two 2,000 likes for a... <laughs> for something you yeah. wrote about 25,000 25,000. I thought it was 20,000. I didn't want to have, you know yeah, w- 25,000 likes for something like don't read the sun yeah, or Yeah, the sun was did, it? or did don't it, or or the sun
2: did a very insensitive story about the sala um situation which I tweeted and said that's a load of rubbish and don't one, read the one of, sun.
1: One of my kids told me that you Sorry, what was, you was that? that? Well, what did they write?
2: Oh, it was quite insensitive about, about, um, the, about the pilot Salah, and his personal deaths. circumstances which was was pretty off in my opinion. I was think that, in a lot of other people's opinions too. Was it
1: they had eighteen thousand debts or something? Yeah, right? it was
2: completely it, it, not right to talk about a, a, a time like that from a, a newspaper. But there you go. Um, I can be
0: cold, man. I know I don't read them. Man. Well, this <laughs> story, so this cold. story
2: got a little bit of traction. I know you didn't read it, Blakey, but it did get a little bit of traction on Cardiff fans. Paul. Um, well, but and it was
1: followed up by at least one other media outlet um, on Tuesday night. So, as a result of that. I just thought look, let's just go to the to the top to the card of hierarchy and and ask what what's going on here. You, you know? spoke to I spoke Mehmet to, Dalman on Tuesday evening. I spoke evening. to both Ken Chu and Mehmet Dalman, but but Mehmet, I spoke to Mehmet in person, and and um, he said it's complete nonsense. Um, and listen, as a seasoned journalist, I've learned to t- treat a lot of what club chair and club manager, say, with a pinch of salt, Blakey, yeah. Uh, mm. Sometimes, you know, hang on a minute, no smoke without fire, all that sort of thing. Mm. But then he said to me, listen, we were speaking less than half, half an hour ago about the plans for the next three games, and, you know, wish he told me what Warnock's plans were. We could have put them into the previous section. <laughs> <couldn't laughs> yeah, we. we don't have a clue, but, um, And that uh, it was complete nonsense, so I have to take him at face value. Um, certainly the Neil Warlock I saw after the... Bournemouth game in the press conference wasn't a, a manager who was about to quit
2: he said but he said it himself well he said he considered it after the difficulties but I don't think that was a yeah but he he, he, he said himself
0: Look, kind of let's get back on the horse and get back to work sort of thing yeah and I I completely understand that you know like I said I, 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 I've I've suffered bad stuff whilst a footballer myself but you know yeah as a as a as a footballer as a professional there, there's some things that you 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 realize no matter how long it is i'm ne- it's never going to heal and i'm never going to get over it so you just want to get back to or try and get back to some sort of normality it's not dis- disrespecting the incident by any stretch of the imagination it's just going back to where i feel comfortable yeah right Came and back feel to the safe. Grindstone. my mental state works well here. You know, outside of this situation with what's happened it's not that I don't want to think about it but it's all I think about so I need, like I said to you before that football pitch that training every day is where everything gets lifted off your shoulders because you, 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 your professionalism makes you switch back to it, it, you're like robotic
2: you're like, you're like programming I think it's yeah. where and I spoke to Warnock on, uh, on Wednesday morning and He's said words to the effect of, you know, I've got I've got to focus. I want to focus. I'm looking forward to the relegation fight ahead. And I think it's, like you say, Blakey, on the pitch and on the training ground is where he knows he can make a difference. Mm. Obviously, you can't affect something as terrible and, and as life-changing as this. But Warnock is now 100% focused and he's it's relishing not, what's ahead. At the
0: end of the day, Don, well you've got to look at it as well, it's not healthy, you know. To dwell. You know, to, you know, you're going to dwell. You can't help it. You know, it's around you. It, oh, <clears throat> the situation has affected you. It's going to be in and out of the press for the next, we don't know how long. But, you know, you do need, It's. It, I, I would say it's like, maybe if you had children and something bad happened at work, you know, going home with your family is where you feel comfortable. You, you know, you can walk, take the kids out, maybe walk the dog, you know, freshen your mind a little. That's That's what, football I, from my understanding and, and, and my experience has been it's, it's, it's always been the catalyst to you know restart it allows you to think and you have to really concentrate on the game mm. the system who you're playing against da, 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 da. so it, it takes your focus away but it's where your focus should be i, I think it would be
1: naive to think that there are not potential I don't know if "issues" is the right word, but you know Neil does have a very close tie with the agent William Mackay, and as a result of that, there are tensions with the Cardiff hierarchy from that point of view. But but that can be put on the back burner, and is being put on the back burner. You
0: know, yeah, the investigation.
1: W- w- yeah, Warnock has an excellent working relationship with the chairman. Um, and as he said to you, Tom, why on earth would I want to go after what he thinks were the two best performances of the season that have just happened? Right, you know. So
2: yeah, he he was talking with real energy and enthusiasm about the Southampton game. He says we well, can go down there and turn them over. You know, they'll expect a us We're taking a, a packed-out away end. I can't wait for it basically I think we can do a number on them so that's, that's his state of mind as you've said Blakey
0: it's I, how many times i said on this show football is about psychology yeah right it's huge in, in football when i done i done a psychology degree I'm not saying I know it all or anything like that but First there's certain things there. in psychology that you know you, you, I was going through the course and I was thinking well oh, I remember applying that when we were at this club oh, I remember applying that when I was at that club I remember applying that and yeah, it it is. I always say the the, the game is like eighty percent mind and twenty percent physical. It is the mind tells the body what to do, where to go, how to run. You know, are you tired? Yes, I am. And then the other part of the mind says, no, you ain't. You can go again. Because sometimes you'll feel tired, you'll score a goal, and you'll feel like it's the it's the first minute again. You know, it it. it, it Psychologically, is is where it's won and lost for me. So I've seen that in action so many times. Yeah, I, I completely understand where Neil's at. that's stirring stuff, mind. We're going down there. We've
1: got a packed away end. You can see that there's a real, oh, I mean, a e- buoyance about it almost, can't you? You know, like
2: like how you felt down after the Arsenal game and the, the way those results went. Paul Warnock thinks, well, look at the way those results have gone at the weekend. We won. All the other results went in our favour. We're going to one of our key rivals this weekend and we feel like we can get a result. You know, That that is that is stirring stuff and I'm sure that reflects on the Cardiff players. Let's quickly get on the Southampton game and how we see the relegation fight panning out. Because Nathan, they're a rejuvenated side under their new, yeah, new manager. Prepared. They look yeah. like they've found an extra gear that... Put, all due respect to Mark Hughes, they weren't finding under Mark Hughes. Mm. What's
0: kinda that? I it for Sparky, yeah. because I love Sparky, but it kind of puts, oh, I've said before, just to go off tangent a bit about, um, about Sparky, I've said, no disrespect, Eddie Nidbeski and, and Mark Bowen, but I think that's where Sparky needs to refresh is his coaching staff, because is they're probably not doing the same thing that they were doing a decade ago, but... You know, it. What it, are all, it do? hasn't
2: really worked. Recently, it hasn't has worked it?
0: any. Well, it hasn't worked for probably the best part of four years, maybe yeah. five. So you know, but Sparky is a very. He understands the game inside out, and he's a winner. You know, that's that's the thing about it. But yeah, moving on to Southampton. You know, you have to say Hass, 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 Hassan Hooten. Hassan Hooten, yeah. Hassan Hooten, he's um. Just you know, they just played so much more energy. I think his first they? game was here, wasn't it? Yeah.
2: They lost the Cardiff And they, they lost
0: and, and, and they look pretty weak, uh, Southampton. But watching them over the last three or four weeks, they look physically they look stronger, fitter, and excuse me, they look far more confident and they they've got true belief. You know, when they look at their results over the last four or five games. It's been incredible really. And you look at the form of Player, I absolutely love Redmond. I good think player. he's a, I think he's a great player, and also Ings. I think Ings is probably underrated still, but he's a very very good player also.
2: Of those three teams that are above Cardiff by two points, I think there's three: are Burnley, Southampton, and Newcastle. Southampton, for me, I don't know if you agree. Are the, are the ones I see. Not sliding into trouble, I see Cardiff being able to maybe overtake Burnley, possibly even I
0: think Burnley, uh, those three are probably the weakest. I think if you're looking at, no, you know, Crouchy's had a great career, but seriously, you know, you're looking at signing 40-year-old players, you know, and getting rid of like someone like a Volks, you know, you look and think, does that really make sense? But you know, they've gone with it. But I would say those three. I, I would I would say, you know, uh, Southampton got a lot more legs, and I would say also uh, Newcastle. They've got a lot more legs, so it's going to be interesting. But I would say Burnley are the team that we we might find ourselves in a little tangle. The one-on-one
2: in the next over the next. You know, two months be a big away game when Cardiff go up to Burnley later in the season not yeah, for sure. that's
0: a ding dong that's a ding dong anyway won't be pretty fans. I think that one with the fans it's a ding dong anyway so uh, yeah it's not one you want to go up there and lose I've had my experiences of Burnley with the
2: Cardiff <laughs> more on that on a future edition I feel <laughs> yeah. Paul how do you how do you see the relegation mix up can we have a more positive outlook from you this week after your yeah. downcast mood last time yeah absolutely it's
1: um I don't rule any of them out. Southampton, Burnley, Newcastle, Palace. I know you're utterly dismissive of this, but I don't totally rule Brighton out of that mix yet. Realistically, Blakey's right. I think it's. I think Huddersfield and Fulham will go. I think that other place then will probably be between Cardiff and Burnley. Um, but I don't totally rule those other. No, I out wouldn't yet, totally any, rule any them. Any of them no, because no, a bad any a bad them. result can slip to a a second bad result something something could happen with Benitez at Newcastle and you know then they spiral downwards so
2: it's going to be very very interesting not um, much
1: has changed except I'm far more upbeat about Cardiff's prospects this week than I was a week ago that's
2: what we'd like to hear well let's get into some predictions then and um, the Southampton game against Cardiff is included in this week's footy five blakey so there's no escaping it I'm afraid for you this week um just go on. Just tell me how did I do last week? It was awful. You got no no results right? I'm afraid. Oh, well, we got Chelsea right. Just. He didn't get the result. didn't get. You he, mean no score lines? The, sorry, right. no score. You have to get the score lines right to win. Very. just shows, did, did I get did I get results right? Though? Yeah, I think you got two results right. Oh, it shows
1: nice. how fat, hard hard it is to yeah, play. You yeah. know to win,
2: but yeah. that's why there's twenty five thousand pounds at stake. Yeah. yeah, and there'll be there'll be a link to forty five on the article of this podcast. I'm just if disappointed
0: if I get all five, I don't get a cut of the money. That's <laughs> <Paul>. <laughs> let's not go there right. go
2: there again right. here, here are your fixtures Blake if you can read my handwriting which you probably can't I wouldn't I would forgive so, you if you couldn't what's the first one uh,
0: Liverpool
2: Liverpool against Bournemouth as his Liverpool, first
0: Liverpool Bournemouth um, I'm going to go 1-1 why'd you say that wow uh, the heat's coming on Liverpool yeah pressure does strange things to people yeah. And it's I don't care how much you have been saying it's not pressure, it's pressure. I'm telling yeah. it. It's pressure why you know some players like Mane don't seem to be feeling it at all. Yeah. Basar seems to be feeling it very much. Yeah. We look at uh goalkeeper's gone off form as well, hasn't it? Goalkeeper. Uh, and you know, it's uh you gotta say they were fortunate at West Ham. You know, mm. that goal so offside. i am not I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. And then they could have lost it with uh D had the chance right at death and he was two yards offside. It was like incredible. But yeah, I go with a, a one one Liverpool Bournemouth.
2: Very interesting. Uh, next game on your slit Watford, Watford Everton. V- Everton. Marco Silver and a bit of fire going back to his old team. Uh, I think Everton loses all day. Yeah. I, I think uh Watford a really good outfit.
0: So I'm going to go a three-one win Watford.
2: Very interesting. Uh, the next one for you, Huddersfield v Arsenal. Uh, By the way, Huddersfield. Just before we go into that, after all that was said about Cardiff and record low points tally and Chris Sutton and Derby County, Huddersfield. Chris who? Exactly. Um, Huddersfield are still on Derby's low points tally, and if they don't pick up another point, would match it, which would be. Sure, no, cool. don't
0: listen to Satie just because he played at a high level doesn't mean he understands the game. And work. he's a bit of a wind-up merchant as um, well, isn't he, I feel? You know, whether he's on BT or Sky or wherever, you know, don't make him a great pundit. I mean, that's what I said from day one, don't listen to some of
2: them. Well, balls. I never played at Premier League level. Oh, yeah, and I'm not a good pundit either. Carry on. <laughs> no, you're better
0: than How does Arsenal? I'm going to go a 3-0 away win.
2: Easy peasy.
0: Uh, Palace, why you put them in there? <laughs> I didn't choose team? them.
2: <laughs> They're always in there.
0: Palace cool. against West Ham as well. I'm going to go West Ham being poor away from home. Uh going to go a... You're going to Palace again, aren't you? One, 2 one away win. No, I'm going to go West Ham. 2-1 West Ham. Yeah, because I just can't get with Palace to do my anything. And Southampton v Cardiff, last but not least. Again, I think this one's going to end in a draw. I'm going to go 1-1. One, 1-1. One.
2: One, one. I'm tempted to echo that, actually. That's what I was, I was thinking before mm. we considered these. But I think a point would be a decent result. If not, it well, wouldn't
0: the change win, much. It's a, it would... No, it's a back of a listen, it's, it's not just about um, the change of league position. It's about building confidence and building a resilience... To be able to say Well we haven't lost In three or four We haven't lost In five or six Or we've yeah. lost One in seven games Stuff like that So it doesn't matter If you've got two wins And, and mm. five draws
2: you know. And two home games Coming up after The yeah. Southampton game Watford and Everton So mm-hmm. they present ch- Chances as well Paul How do you see this one? Did you write down My scores? I have oh, okay. I have, um, He still wants That £25,000 I want a <laughs> cut <the piece. laughs>
1: Bournemouth Ready playing away From home again
2: They're playing Against Liverpool
1: Yeah baffled by that. Normally you go home away, home away, don't you? But anyway um no, I can get two home games in a row. Um, two away games in a row. We can get three sometimes. I'm going to echo what you two are saying. Oh,
2: we can't all have the
0: same. Don't prediction, sit on a no. fence, tour. I'm going to echo, oh, echo what you two are saying. <laughs> like the school teacher said, Paul, you can do better. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so there's three. So that a few times, <laughs> particularly, particularly my English teacher, my, it was my
2: journalism. So it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, not proven a few people wrong by getting here. So it's three one-one draws for our predictions this week. Quite astonishing stuff. But there we go. We'll see what happens. You can obviously follow everything that happens in the build-up and during the Southampton game on Wales Online. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Wales Online, Spotify or Acast. From the three of us today, it's goodbye and thanks for joining us. Au
0: revoir.